Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show. My name's Carl Madden and we are here once again to talk about the week's Apple and tech-related news. And joining me again this week, Alan Vickers, how are you, sir? I'm very well, Carl, thank you very much. Lovely sunny afternoon here in sunny Suffolk. That's it, rub it in. Because <laughs> I've got over cloud, you know, clouds above me and it's all going off and it's not good. It was lovely yesterday, but not today. Today was rubbish. <laughs> but, uh, but I've got a bit of sunshine in my life, got to say. I've discovered... <laughs> So I, you know, when it comes to putting this show together, I've been using Pocket. I've been a great proponent of Pocket in the past. It's always done wonders for me. But now, because what I do is I go through the week. See, I've got no one collecting stories for me, and I don't insist you, you guys, bring me stories because that's just totally lazy. But okay, but uh, so I, I find all the stories myself during the week, and then I just put them in Pocket. It's not hard. Pocket, Pocket, yeah. Pocket. Just right. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. I don't know what happened though recently because. When I started posting them from Pocket into our notes, into our show docs, it hmm. just started giving the Pocket link instead of the actual original link. Ooh, hey. And I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. I don't want to go to Pocket to read a link that then I've got to go somewhere else. So it added an extra step. So I've gone back to Instapaper, which works yeah. flawlessly. Is that free these days, Instapaper? Or have you got a- um, I have no idea because I'd already grabbed it in the past. So it just said, do you want to download again? I went, yes, please. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I tried to... I tried that years and years ago, but I did prefer Pocket. It's got a nice little user interface on Pocket. But. Mm. Yeah, and there's an actual dedicated app for, for the Mac as well. See, yeah. see on, on, on Instapaper, it's just a website. So uh, it's a bit of a pain that way. But since I do most of my triaging of stories on the iPad or the phone, it, it, you know, Instapaper works better. And it's like been a while. Like I say, I haven't gone back to it since I used Pocket, and now I've gone back, and I'm quite happy because it keeps all the links uh, in a nice format, but when I post them into, you know, Apple Notes. Yeah, those nice little cards that they uh, introduced into the new notes. It's good. Yeah. Go. The other reason a I like of, Pocket is because my, my e-reader, I've got a Kobo, as we've discussed previously, and that's got, mm-hmm. um, it's got the, um, the app on there built in. So you can, um, you can just run Pocket, re- yeah, save po- to Pocket from your iPad or from your iPhone or wherever, and it all turns up on the, on the Kobo. It's really nice. <laughs> Did you see recently there was a, a add an extension or, um, a widget to the Kindle app, so you can now mm. from your phone or iPad you can say send to Kindle, and I did that just to try out, and now I can't get rid of the flipping story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out how to delete it. Oh no! This is like any web page so, you visit, isn't it? You can just say share that to the Kindle, and it yeah. will appear on your device. Yeah, mm. that's it. There used, there used to be a, like a web link doing it way of doing it, but now it's a, a dedicated like um, it's in that control panel, so you can just go straight in there and, and uh, yeah. And do it as a shortcut, but I can't. I can't for the life of me work out how to delete a story. <laughs> oh, well. But it's a, it's a shame. But I don't really like. I say Instagram, Instapaper works flawlessly for me, and and that's what I use. So there you go. So a bit, a bit of a diversion there. But uh, look, Alan, I don't know what's going on. It's two weeks in a row, and we've got real Apple news. What's well, going next on? week as well. I'm I'm still holding out for the iPads. Oh, you're still clutching at those straws, are you? <laughs> yeah. You haven't come yeah, to terms with it in the past seven days. There was an avalanche of updates, wasn't there, this week? Mm. It's, one, <laughs> it's one of those moments where one starts and you think, oh, now this one. Oh, now this one. Now I've got to be TV. Now I've got to do me watch. Yeah. Now I've got to do me Mac. That's one for the Mac as well. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was lots of like things. It's saying it's out now and I got on straight away. It took me, my phone download anyway, 30 seconds to get. Ah. Now, that was fun. considering in the past, and I, I know it wasn't a major number update, but considering in the past, it's sometimes taking two hours. 
Yeah. Well, what about the happened. installation time, though? Did that take a while? Because it does all, that, the, all the file conversion, doesn't it? The file system conversion. Yeah. So this, again, I, I mean, you know, we talked about this when it initially announced, but I still cannot believe this happened as flawlessly mm. as it happened. So just in case anyone's not aware, the Apple or all the iOS devices have now switched over to the Apple filing system, or as it's also known, APFS, um, which has replaced the old filing system, which has been in existence for about, what, 15 years or something? Yeah, easily. Do you remember? Some god-awful amount of time. But uh, it wasn't a modern, it wasn't designed for modern-day uh, hardware like, you know, solid-state drives and things like this. So... <laughs> So Apple said about a year ago that they're going to be updating the file system to this new modern day file system. And again, I just thought it was pie in the sky. I thought this is never going to happen. And yet here we are yesterday. So my watch is now on APFS as far as I'm aware, my iPad, my iPhone, and not a hitch. Yeah, it's incredible. I did it on yeah. the on the iPad beta a while back, um, and I remember it took a, a short while to do, and I said it, it felt a little bit nippier after I'd done it, but I forgot all about it. And then I did it to the iPhone yesterday. And again, it took a little bit longer to do in, the install, but the thing I hadn't noticed on the iPad, because I'm not short of space on the iPad, it's a huge thing. On the phone, I have been struggling a little bit with space, and I got um, about four and a half, maybe even five gigs back. So I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, I think think this, I know know that sometimes they clear out caches and stuff as a result of doing an update, but it was more than that. I wonder if this new file system is, you know, is more efficient in in terms of how much space it needs to store various different file types and so on, different sector sizes and whatever. But the result was four and a half gigs back. So bonus. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does get rid of old libraries and stuff it no longer needs and things like this, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, and also they've done something with some of the animations, which makes it feel a lot more snappier as well. Um, like some people were assuming it all was, seems to be running faster because of new file systems. But apparently some of the engineers have reported or developers have reported that they've trimmed some of, some of the animations. So it just yeah. goes yeah. to the app port, goes to the section that you actually want now much faster. And it does. It does feel nice and snappy. I've had, I've had a, a software reset on my phone once since I've done it. Uh-huh. And I don't know what I was. I was sitting at a bus stop, and I didn't even do anything. I just pulled it out of my pocket, activated it, and it went back to the you know the old screen, the soft the soft crash screen. I've not had an issue since then. Ooh, yeah, uh, I haven't yeah. Had an issue yet. It's been fine. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I do like because I mean, you know, as as we approach in iOS eleven, they are not no longer going to support thirty um, two bit apps and stuff like this. Now I'm not sure if this was in the old version, but I know now. I know now. If you go to settings, for example, on your iOS device, and you go to general, and then you go to about, and then you go to applications. Um, if you've got any 32-bit apps loaded, they'll display there, so you can see all the ones that will be affected in the near future. Yeah, that is new. That's, that's a really handy display, isn't it? That's it. So I just clicked, I had three in there, and I've two of them were photography things. One was for Boca. I was thinking, well, I don't need that no more, because <laughs> yeah. I have faux Boca now. <laughs> I have another form of Phobox. Another one was a QR code scanning thing that I had. Um, so that's gone. And I also had, what was it, Slow Shutter, I think it was, which was one of those ones so you could just, you know, you press the button and it will create, it'll get tr- car trails in, in, oh, yeah, in the yeah, darkness yeah. in the lights and stuff like that. But again, you can fake a lot of this stuff on various other apps now. Yeah. So just in case you have got any 32-bit applications left, like I say, just go to settings, general, about, and then about fifth. Sick one down is applications, and it will list in there any that are still 
you know, on the boil, on the bubble, so to speak. So you can always get in touch with the developer and go, are you going to update this? Because I need this app. Yeah, I wonder how long it's going to be before they actually do pull the plug, because they still work at the moment, don't they? But um, Yeah, yeah, it just, you just get that warning. You do, yeah, but I don't suppose it's going to be more than a few weeks before Apple actually just you know take them off the store, basically. So developers out there, some some of them, I've got quite a few on mine, because I... Uh, I'd, I'd carry too many apps on my devices. I never sort of delete them, really. You've got page upon page upon page of the things, and a lot of them are 32-bit, as it turns out. Maybe a handful I do use regularly, so it'd be a shame to see them go. Actually, I'm, I'm the same. I collect, I collect until I run out of space, and I'm looking through now, and I've got multitudes of apps, and I'm thinking one day I'm going to have to go through and cull a load of these. Like anything I've not used in the last month, I, I think, why is it on my phone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Why is it just taking up space? And of course, that's the reason. It's just taking up space. I'm not using it for anything. If I was yeah. suddenly to go out and want to shoot a load of 4K video, I'd probably have to go through and delete stuff on the tube on the way up there. But, you know, apart from that, it's 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 great. That's, you know, I'm glad they've gotten rid of 16 gigabyte options now on iOS devices because yeah. it was bloody far too small considering how big these files are now that we create. Yeah. Them. I do need to do some spring cleaning on my phone, though, because as well as having, like, hundreds of apps on these things, they're just spread messily across maybe 10, 12 home screens, but which doesn't really bother me that much because I, I use Spotlight for searching for apps, or sometimes Siri, actually, if I'm yeah. on my own and it's not embarrassing to say <laughs> launch app name and off it launches. But uh, it is a mess. I do need to, to cut back. When you see, like... Um, other podcasters share their home screens and sort of critique each other. And you think, you've only got two? How did that happen? <laughs> hey, don't knock that idea, because we'll be doing that soon. <laughs> as soon as it's a slow news week, we'll be doing that. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. But uh, are you saying you have serious shame? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> in public. <laughs> if it's me and my wife in the car or whatever, no problem at all. We both, I, I sort of train her bit by bit by showing her what the things I can make it do. But in public, I, uh, I wouldn't like to use it. Do you then on uh, London Public Transport? Do I hell? I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I'll skip over the fact that you said you train your mo- wife, by the way. I'll just let that pass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't mean to say it that way. <laughs> Not that way, no, no, no. <laughs> um, another thing that uh, this update did is it got rid of um, <coughs> stopping nefarious actors from using mobile Safari exploit to extort iTunes gift cards. These are sought-after property now, yeah. iTunes gift cards. We had a news story last week uh, from unwitting iOS device users. Um, because what it was doing, if you was going to certain sites, um, it says nefarious sites, i.e. pornographic material and bootleg music and stuff like this, um, you would get a pop-up. And then you couldn't clear this flipping pop-up. It would just keep coming back again and again. You shut your phone down, go with browser, and it'll open up again. Um, of course, there was a way, an easier way. There was a way of getting around it. Uh, what was it? How did you... So, so in the past, you could go to settings, Safari, clear history, and website data, which normally fixes most things because, yeah. you know, if you get any of those dodgy pop-ups, that's the way to do it. But uh, but Actify, uh, sorry, Apple has rectified this issue now hmm. uh, with an update. So I can't, I did find exactly what they'd done. But now as I go through, obviously, I cannot find that little piece of text that I need so much. Uh, basically, they stopped the app from having access every single time you go to the page. I'm really struggling to find out. Oh, dear. Yeah, I can't see it either. There'd be some sort of JavaScript type. um, Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Patch the floor by making JavaScript app pop-ups as per tab event rather than app-wide. So that's how they got around it. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about um, iTunes gift cards. It seems to be some sort of new global currency, doesn't it? Maybe we should... Uh, yeah. Maybe Scotland can uh, adopt it after they uh, leave Europe and the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they know they're leaving Europe yet, but we're, <laughs> I'm not sure about it. But uh, yeah, let's get just... Actually, let's just return to that story from last week about <laughs> about the Turkish criminal family. <laughs> so... Apple, a bit more, a bit more information has come out about this now. Firstly, they're demanding more money now. I think because everyone took the Mickey out of them <laughs> on the internet, saying you only asked for seventy five thousand. Doctor Evil even yeah. asked for more than that. <laughs> I mean, what's the matter with you people? Um, but Apple have basically said we have not been attacked. There's no one's got into iCloud or anything. So what it looks like they've done is they've gone out and they've bought a list of. As you suggested at the time, other exploits on other sites and people have just used the same username password for sites that have been breached and they're the same as their iCloud account. So it basically looks, if you want to fix this, just change your flipping password to something totally different to anything you've got anywhere else, which you should be doing anyway. Yeah, and some mm. of the data they've got seems to be years old because it goes back as far as um, iTools mm. and uh, .NET, or, or not .NET, what's it called, dot, um, dot .Mac and all that. Some of the addresses are really old. That's it. I mean, you know, I, I mean, this is going to happen more and more and more. As If we leave our legacy behind of all the sites, you think about all the sites that you've used in, in your life while online and how many of them no longer exist or have been breached and not told you, or yeah. they, they went under and the one thing they had to trade was, was their like list of, of, of emails and things like this. And, you know, security wasn't always the biggest concern back in the day when the internet was a fun place to be yeah. rather than the hell spawn it's become. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you really should, if you've got more than one site, unless it's nonsense sites like you just log on to, comment on a blog or something like that unless it's sites like this uh you really should have one unique username password for ev- well password for every single site it doesn't help nowadays i don't think but most sites want a username of your email address yeah because that kind of makes it easy <laughs> yeah so okay i've got one of them i just need the password now yeah exactly there's um did you see that um so what they call it, scareware or something, or the, those emails that have been going out over the past couple of days. It's a, a kind of a new style of um, using some of this stolen data to fish people. So it's um, they're sending out emails. I got one myself, and it says it, it purports to be to be from someone that's trying to help you, someone who's been accidentally sent some some personal information about you from some sort of uh, scam. Maybe they even say that in the email, you know. But I, I'm an honest citizen, and I want to help you. So just to prove I've got some of the data, you know, here's what here's a little bit of what I know about you, and it puts your full address in, <laughs> and um, and it says, but you know, for the rest, open the attachment. Of course, it does. <laughs> open the Microsoft Word template dot attachment to see the oh. rest, which a lot of people are going to be tempted to do. And of course, that thing they they've put a secure password on it so that um all these um virus scanners can't open it themselves but if you open it then it will install itself if you've got a pc this is it, it's i think the you know, ios and the macs aren't aren't uh, susceptible to this attack at the moment but uh, yeah as soon as you've opened that attachment all bets are off you're, you're they're going to install all sorts of malware on your machine but it's quite a, a clever technique in it to take uh, almost to exploit the the growing awareness people have got that um that intrusions have happened and that data has been stolen and to try and twist it around on itself and say well I, i've been sent some of your data aren't you concerned do you want to have a look what else i've got you know it's a lot of people are going to be conned by that oh, that is, is 
they, they're social. Oh, the social engineering involved is amazing, yeah. and you know, people. It, it's a, it's okay for us to laugh at it, kind of, you know, because we hope that we're never going to be caught out by this. Yeah. Um, because we're always aware of what's going on, but no, the average citizen is just, it's just going to annoy the hell out of them. And, yeah. You know, I know they say a lot of people say, "Well, I've got nothing to fear. I've got nothing online." Yeah, you have. You mm. just don't realise it. <laughs> so, yeah, and another scam that has come out. Yeah, another scam that was uh, raised this week from Macworld. This was so a, a gentleman called Glenn Fleischman, <laughs> uh, senior contributor and Macworld, said he got a call. From, his wife got a call from Apple support. Now we've all heard the Microsoft Apple uh, support comes through saying oh we've detected something wrong with your 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 pc can you log on to team viewer we've all heard that story but now it sounds like they're doing it for apple as well which is kind of scary because obviously they want you to they want to get your iCloud yeah. credentials um you know and, and as more and more things are tied to our, our apple id and, and our iCloud that is Again, it's just, you know, my Apple thing is just as important as my Google. Because those two passwords basically contain my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an Apple, it's on Google. So, you know, you can get anything you want from me, really. Um, yeah, so just be aware that some of these scrotes are now pretending to be Apple support. You know, it's all mm. right in the past because we used to go, oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I'll turn on my PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did this, that, and the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they now get they get uh, Exactly. So, basically, if you, de- if, if you need to, you basically need to tell anyone in your family if they get an unsolicited call from anyone purporting to be on tech support, just put the phone down. Yeah. Just if you, if you're even curious about it being potentially real, put the phone down anyway, and then ring back yourself. Make you make the call yeah. to the company that you know is them. Don't ever accept an unsolicited call and just assume it's who they say they are, because it never will be. No, it's absolutely. Oh, it's t- I, I just don't know what to do. It's just going. The world's gone mad. World's gone but this mad. this um, Turkish yeah. crime family. I mean, I'm sure they have they have got probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of legitimate. Um, credentials and i wonder, hmm. wonder how far they're going to get on their their deadline day of i think it was the 7th of april isn't it because it's only going to have to take a few um accounts to be wiped or phones to be wiped or accounts to be exploited for apple to get all sorts of bad press on this because you know everybody loves a bad Absolutely. apple story so i wonder what's <laughs> going to happen i'm sure apple's uh, server people are going to be on high alert on that day looking for ip addresses trying to get through to um you know icloud icloud type services what if there's any way they can put a block on it? Mm. I mean, I, I mean, they obviously can't block it indefinitely, but it's like if they suddenly see a massive influx of people wanting to delete or wipe their their cloud device, and they've got a, <laughs> they've got a date telegraph the what when's it going to happen? I, I don't. There must be something they can do. Surely, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it'd be like similar to a denial of service attack. Surely, where suddenly this massive influx of information comes in, but uh, I'm sure some people will get bitten. Um, yeah, I think if you will, and then they'll notice where, you know, which IP addresses all these um, these requests are coming from, and they'll block that out. I'm sure, but uh, still, I mean, you know, maybe they will. Maybe they have arranged for a large scale denial of service type attack where all these requests will be coming in from lots of lots of machines all across the world that have already possibly. been hijacked. Possibly, but the more you hear about them, <laughs> the more. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I'm not going to say they don't sound serious, but you get the impression it's like. A group of kids in their bedroom. Apparently, yeah. for, they're from the UK. <laughs> they're not Turkish. Well, they might be Turkish, but they're not in Turkey. Apparently, they're from the, from Britain somewhere. Mm. 
Well, well be interesting to see. So, how, so why have you decided to do this, Alan? Why have you decided to call yourself the Turkish? <laughs> well, I, I went to a Turkish barbers for the first time and uh, thought, yeah, that's, uh, that's inspired me. Actually, every single street in Britain has got a Turkish barbers on it now. Have you noticed? It's, I, it's, it's, it's I a new hipster, trendy thing to do. Yeah, you got to go and uh, have your hair cut and also have your beard trimmed at the same time. And, and so have a next hot time you're around in your neck. <laughs> round your neck? Yes. <laughs> that's called strangulation, sir. That's not quite as. That's when you haven't tipped enough. Yeah. Uh, so next time you're sitting in your chair, will you be using theatre mode on your Apple Watch? Go out as a tenuous link, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're such a pro. <laughs> uh, well, I did use theatre mode yesterday, but not not to go to the theatre. But I just thought, I wonder what effect this will have on battery life if I just turned it on all day. So I took my uh, watch off its stand in the morning, turned on theatre mode, and went through the whole day tapping my wrist every time I wanted to know the time. Like I had a you know a James Bond watch from the seventies, one of those LED ones where it only showed anything if you tapped it. And um, at the end of the day, I, it did. It did. Um, save about 15% of battery life over and above what I normally get. Not that I'm short of it anyway. I I get through every day now. But, um, yeah, so it makes a massive difference. You must must accidentally come alive several times throughout the day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, My favourite thing of it is, is is when it's, like, black, when it's dark, when there's nothing on it, rather than just tapping the screen to make it come to life, I like just twisting the little digital crown because then it fades in. Ooh, does it? Ooh, I'll try that. Yeah, look, just so... Turn it on now, put your hand over the watch to make it go to sleep, and then just slightly twist the digital crown, and it fades in. <laughs> Does it? Does not matter. That, that must be a, a Series 2 feature. Oh, I've got a Series 0, the original. Oh. It doesn't do it on mine. Oh, oh, disappointed okay, now. Mine. Yeah, time to upgrade. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's a must-have feature. <laughs> I, find it, I find it kind of ironic that Apple have gone to all this trouble how much trouble it is to make sure this little little bulb little piece of light on my wrist doesn't light up in in the cinema where i go however not taking into account when i'm sitting there watching a movie and all these scrotes in front of me pulling out their phones some person wants actually having a conversation on their phone in the cinema and and it's 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 the fact that you suddenly you're in a dark cinema you're watching like the latest marvel extravaganza on the screen and then all of a sudden this big blue light will appear down somewhere in front of you and you think oh god so at least at least at least potentially us nice ios users will not be like the android people (laughs) don't send hate mails that was a joke people (laughs) but yeah and then it's even worse when they've got sound effects turned on for their typing and whatnot oh my god uh what else have we got so apparently also in the update we got some updates to pages keynote and numbers as well uh apparently you can do <laughs> you can do collaboration now as well on them it says live but i, I couldn't get it to be live i mean yeah. they've got a funny idea of what live is if that's the case yeah i mean they've had support a sort of support for that for a while now haven't they but it's never been that good this was supposed to be to make it more robust mm. i think was the phrase they used well i haven't tried it yet yeah well, I did it's update, hard, I for, uh, it's it hard on... for them to beat um, Google, isn't it? Because Google's docs are genuinely online. They're on the internet being shared from yeah. multiple sort of thin clients, whereas these are, are proper apps that have to collaborate with each other via a, a pipe somehow. So it's tougher, tougher challenge yeah. they've got. It's true. It's true. It's just I, I, was, I was just hoping it would appear as I typed on a different screen. That just didn't happen, unfortunately. It took about mm. 10 seconds and then it appeared. Listen to me. 10 seconds. <laughs> but... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, when you're collaborating on something, you need it to be instant, don't you, really? Uh, the other thing as well now, you can now protect various documents with Touch ID as well. So Yeah, that's good. So you can, yeah, about time for that. So that's nice. Uh, Keynote, I don't get a chance to use Keynote anymore. I used to do little presentations here and there. I used to love using Keynote. I never get a chance. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Keynote is a good app, not just for presentations, but if you do any video stuff, don't forget uh, how powerful pages can be for making your um, you know, your opening screens and your closing screens, your credit screens, or your 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 lower thirds and all that. Because you can make um, Keynote trans, uh, slides with transparent backgrounds and uh, there's a lot more flexibility in what you can do in Keynote than you could ever do with what's built into um, Final Cut or whatever. It's ever such a good because you can just start a keynote presentation at um, you know 1080p size or at 4k size, so it can match the video exactly. It's, it's quite flexible. Yeah, no, it's good. It, I, it's one of those things that you don't even think about <laughs> until someone shows you, and you go, "Oh yeah, 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 that's good." That's uh, yeah, it is good fun. Uh, what else did we get? We got the updated uh, profile, so which is really handy to get to now. So if you want to see all your information on apple id icloud phone backups stuff like this you can now just go to settings and then right at the top of the page under probably your name and a little picture of yourself if you put uh, a mugshot in there you can get all your information about all your various online apple services and all your devices as well so that's that's all pulled into one place which is really nice and quickly to quick to find yeah, it's very nice because iCloud is a confusing thing, and it? it's a confusing term, label, concept. I know my my parents get confused about what iCloud is, and now it's all in one place. It's sort of easier to understand all these related services. So, and you got access quickly to all your devices. So, if it's like a pad, or you can do find my device, find my whatever, and you can check them last time it was backed up, and 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 make sure everything's working, and all in one one centralized place. So that's nice. Mm. Um, what else we got? Another developers. <laughs> I'm waiting to see this. I haven't seen one live yet. Uh, but now developers apparently can respond to App Store reviews. Mm. So, so now developers can go through to their portal and look through all the various reviews in for their apps and see what people say and how they rate them and basically find every one-star review ever and start to respond to them, which is nice. And then the person, when they get the, the notification back, they get an email saying the developers responded do you want to re like re-review so to speak um mm-hmm. so that's good i mean uh, uh i think google's been doing this since 2013 so it's nice that apple you know probably the most popular app store on the planet i should imagine judging by all the stats that we see um it's nice that the developers can finally have a way of getting back in touch with some of these customers because they're saying it's getting quite frustrating for example they'll say why hasn't it got this feature it'd be good if it had this that and the other and the developers sitting there thinking it's got that yes (laughs) you know so obviously you just haven't discovered it so it, it must be great for the ability for these developers to go back and say well actually if you press that 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 and that and also i'm waiting for the snarky developer because there's gonna be one oh you yes. know there's gonna be one <laughs> so you know you'll get a snarky comment and then you'll get a snarky comment back um and you know when it's justified it's great <laughs> when it's not justified it's not so good but uh, yeah, get your popcorn sit back and read the comments yeah. it'll be like Review flames, flame wars on reviews. Yeah. It would be fantastic. I can't, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it's good that some people, I mean, because, you know, friend of the show, Dean Murphy, when when he, he had that adverse publicity, when they posted slightly the wrong story about his app on Crystal, there was reviews and there people like slagging off the fact that, you know, the story, nothing to do with the app itself, 
they were commenting on the story. And, you know, it's just, he said, there's just no way you can reach these people once it's done. No, so it'd be good for, like, you know, him to be able to go in and say, well, actually, they're talking nonsense. (laughs) One thing I was wondering just uh, before we started, is this... um does this system work on podcast reviews as well, or is it just app reviews? Oh, I don't think it is. <laughs> no, I don't think I've, I haven't seen it. Um, cause I, I've got no portal. I mean, I just literally, you know, they just scrape an RSS feed, uh, once you've set up ah, your, right. your, yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't get no, yeah. yeah, I don't get any, uh, updates for when someone sends a review and stuff, which is why you sometimes miss them. I have to go out manually and go through, you know, most of the English speaking stores and see if there's a review. We've got one today. Woohoo. Anyway, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and there are applications, there are services out there that you can pay them at a five or a month. And if you get any reviews, they'll sort of put them all together and send them to you in an email. But considering I get like one every now and again, I'm not paying a fiver just for someone every month, every month go, no, refuse for you. If maybe you tried harder, but no, but no, I'm, I'm not paying for that service yet. If I was getting loads and loads of reviews, I would pay for that service, but I'm. But uh, no, it'd be good in uh, to seeing how these guys uh, answer back some of these scathing criticisms. Because you always wonder as well um, if it's rival apps mm-hmm. that are leaving these bad reviews. I mean, I, I think I've read. I remember some time ago, Apple was starting to do to fight back against that sort of thing. Like you had to buy the app before you could review it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's implemented in the iTunes Store or if that was another store. But I remember. You couldn't review something unless you'd purchased it. I'm pretty sure it was iTunes, but I could be wrong. I was wrong. I'm sure someone will let me know. But uh, we'll see. Uh, the other thing as well on the iPhone is I can now find my AirPods if I lose them. Great. Thing is, it doesn't work with the lids shut. <laughs> so it only tells you where the last time it saw them. Yeah. So you lose the full it, set, including the box. You're stuffed, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, if they're if you lose it, if like you drop them in grass or something like that you can like make the pod scream out a, a little noise so you can at least track them down so it's, it's good for that but uh or if it disappeared down a drain you go oh that's where my ipad but it's gone down there great yeah. but, <laughs> you can lay some flowers next to the drain in memory of them <laughs> but uh i always I, that's the only thing i worry about now when i go into london and i get i step from the platform to the train you guarantee i'm just making sure they are in snug because I'm not losing them over the edge of the platform, because I'm not clambering down there. That's a whole new story waiting to happen. Mind the gap. It's full <laughs> of AirPods. I'm sure. I'm sure if you go and look in the tube in London, various stations, there's little white things just laying there. <laughs> you used to see just rats scurrying up and down. I bet you start seeing little white AirPods. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, I think it's pretty much it. I mean, yes, if you, I... I Nothing seems to have gone wrong. There seems to be no headline failures or anything like that. So if you've not updated your iOS device or your Apple TV, highly... Oh, sorry, I just remembered one more feature as well. Um, Rented movies. So it used to be if you rented a movie from iTunes, you could only watch it on the device that you rented it from. Um, But now, um, once you rent something from 99p to £4.50... I don't know who's renting a £4.50 film. That's beyond me. But anyway, um, as soon as you do that, you can now start to watch it on any of your devices. However, if you are watching it on one and then someone else tries to start it on something else, it will say you can't watch it here because it's playing elsewhere. So you you can. uh, So they've done some magic there. They're not letting you watch it twice. Yeah. 
This is so a, it's, it's amazing that it hasn't been like this from the start, isn't it? That's exactly how you yeah. write, how you'd write the spec for this. Should have been like this yeah, all exactly. along. Exactly. So you know they're obviously doing something behind the behind the magic there are iTunes, yeah. uh, which nobody likes. <laughs> nobody. I've never had an issue with iTunes. I hear these disaster stories and people don't like the interfaces and say it's too confusing. I've never had a problem finding anything. I've never had a problem losing playlists. I've never had a problem yeah. videos. I just don't know. No, I like iTunes as well. I mean, I have it always running on my on my Mac. In fact, the only problem I have with iTunes, and it is a recurring problem, or maybe it's fixed in this latest update. I don't know. I'll have to see if it stands the test of time. But if uh, because I've got my library, my media on a network drive, because it's huge, mm-hmm. the, the library. If that network drive goes off air for whatever reason, or if the Wi-Fi network mm-hmm. has a fit or whatever, iTunes loses track of it. And then when you restart it itunes or you know it can't it doesn't know where to look so it creates a local library again and you think that's the most that's right. that's dumb right. thing you could possibly do it would be so easy just to pop up a dialog box saying i can't seem to find your library do you want to help me find it but it doesn't even do that so and you don't notice for a while and then you do some more ripping and you're storing them in, in a local place when you didn't mean to so that's the only irritation but apart from that i really do like itunes yeah that's i Go on. No, sorry, I'm just saying I've had this. That's the only issue I've ever had. And it's just like when it forgets, it's got an, uh, a mounted drive and, and then it forgets. Yeah. And, but that's more of a Mac issue rather than iTunes, I think. Because I, I often think, why have you forgotten? I've not done anything. Why have you suddenly decided, oh, he's not using that mounting dr- mounted drive no more? I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. I'll forget it exists. <laughs> yeah. Well, you reminded me when you mentioned the Apple TV of my favourite update uh, this week is the new remote app for the Apple TV. You know, the black one, one with the black icon. It's it's brilliant. Oh, yes. Not only does it now work on the iPad, uh, which, well, it always worked on the iPad, but only in scaled-up mode. But now it's got a, a proper design for the iPad. But when you're using it, say, with um, Apple Music running on your Apple TV, which I do through my nice speakers in the lounge and that, the, the display is brilliant now. So you can pull up the good, you know, what's it called, the What's Now well, what's playing display, now playing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the lyrics are on there and what's playing next, what was played previously. Um, all, everything you could possibly want is just at your fingertips. It looks looks gorgeous. It, and it, it works instantly. There's no lag, nothing like that. It's brilliant. feels really good. It is. And when you're watching a movie, you've got all the chapters listed there as well. So ah, excellent. skip to certain like chapters in the movie, just like on DVD and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Worth, worth grabbing. Uh, takes a little bit of fiddly stuff to sell it up, but you know, because you go into a code and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And but once you do it, it's done. Great. Yeah. Uh, right then. Oh, I think that's everything. Like I say, uh, like I say, you need to do. You should really do this update just for the security stuff alone, because <laughs> um, there wasn't actually much added to it. There wasn't, you know, great big features added. Just loads. Just a few little features, but security aspects alone, you really should take it into consideration like i say the new file system seems to be running really smoothly uh, i'm still amazed that they didn't have any issues uh, you know because i upgraded but didn't even think about it <laughs> yeah. it was only afterwards oh yeah it's all updated my god well, I, just, I just i didn't even bother backing up before i updated that's how careless i was yesterday but uh, no, it all went pretty smoothly <clears throat> or totally smoothly yeah. uh and it's worth doing and uh, you know what? It's one of the advantages that we iOS has over Android is the quick adoption of these updates, and then that allows developers to take you know make use of all the all the security aspects and all the updates and stuff, which most people have. Yeah, and the Mac yeah. the Mac update got uh, night shift as well, didn't it? That was the probably the only Correct. headline feature. 
for Retina. I've got an old iMac. I haven't got it on mine. I've got to go back to putting Flux on it again. Is that right? Because I've I've got um, I've only got a 2012 Mac Mini. It's got an old machine. I've got um, a Dell a Dell monitor on it. And Night Shift is there um, under where is it? You know, System Preferences, and then um, what's it called? Displays, <laughs> and it's there. And also, in I noticed today that it's in um, that notification centre that you can drag on from the right. Oh. You know, we go up to Do Not Disturb at the top. There's a, f- a flag there to turn on Night Shift as well. Yeah, I've not got that in mine. Oh. Which is it is ten point twelve point four, isn't it? That's the latest version. Yeah, just let me look about this Mac. Yeah, ten point twelve. So if I go to display, I've got nothing. All I've got is display and color, mm-hmm. and where the night. Yeah, exactly. See, I've what year? Done. What year is your iMac? Is it earlier than two thousand twelve? I think it's twenty ten. Ah, that could be. Oh, twenty eleven, mid twenty eleven. It says right in front of me. Oh yeah, there. Uh, see, I've got the cutoff period. Yep, yep. Oh well, that's another justification for your purchase later this year, isn't it? See, I like how you think, sir. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Works on my MacBook. Yes, that's fine. So I just have to put Flux back on this yeah. sucker in front of me. Oh well. Oh well. Um, let's move over to Google, shall we? So we have now got release dates for Google. Their Google Home is finally coming out in in the UK, and we're also getting the Wi-Fi router. The 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 what they called it? Wi uh, Google Home as well. So uh, that's going to come in at one twenty nine for one, and it will go. If you want to get two, it'll be two hundred twenty nine. Uh, and these are going to come out. For sale in Dixon's, Argos. Oh, that's okay. Matt Blintz and John Lewis. John Lewis, your favourite store. I know. Yes. I get banned from there because I'm. <laughs> I, went, I went there this week actually to see the red iPhone. <laughs> oh, I got a fantastic cover, which like cost eight quid or something, but fantastic. It makes it look exactly the same, but it's plastic. <laughs> uh, also, it'll also be available on Amazon as well. So this is now. I'm I'm tempted. I, I don't know if I'm going to get. I'm going to get the Google Home. I mean, I want to because I want to talk about it. And I want to be, I don't want to be one of those people who talk, who have a tech show and then talk about stuff they haven't got. And they, mm. you can always tell who those people are. <laughs> they think they get away with it, but they do they tell. Um, so April the 6th, we're getting this, apparently. Um, and it's going to be, I think it's 130 quid as well for this. Yeah. Uh, various fabric covers are 18 quid. The metal versions are 36 quid. And yeah. I just want to get I want to get a sort of comparison so I can compare it to the Echo and Siri, obviously. Um, I think it'll be because I love I love the Echo. It's fantastic. I love Siri as well. But it's just something about the power behind the Google name and all that information mm. they've got about me and all the information they've got about everybody else. I just think it will be adapted. Yeah. Quicker should, by developers. They should have the strongest back end to, to this system, shouldn't they, than, than their competitors. If they can crack yeah. the, this little device at the front end and make their voice recognition work well, which they seem to do well on their apps, um, then they could have a winner on their hands. Unless they start pumping adverts into it like they mistakenly did or, or not mistakenly, <laughs> but stupidly did a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, what was that? What, what madness. Oh, madness. That was a real misstep, wasn't it? Terrible thing to do. Mm. But uh, I mean, it does look nice. It does look like an air freshener. I got to get. I got to say that it does look like an air freshener. But uh, I probably will get this and then use them both alongside each other. And then I'm really going to have to watch out what I say in this flipping room because everything will just start talking to each other. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Oh dear. Uh, well, uh, under the headline, we well, I knew this was going to happen. Of course, the UK government are now saying, following the events of last week. Uh, that we need access to these unbreakable apps 
like WhatsApp and uh, Apple's Messenger. And again, I understand I understand where they're coming from because you know they're they're supposedly there to protect us as citizens. But I don't know. It's what they want. Or just I just feel in danger even more. It'll make us more prone to to you know nefarious actors mm-hmm. and things like this. I mean, uh, yes, I understand that we all want to see what the terrorists said to each other before the events happen. But at the same time, I also want my privacy from from villains and and people mm-hmm. who want to steal my information and stuff like this. So yeah, it's a sort of knee jerk reaction. It's always a knee jerk reaction. It's always the same thing, no matter what event it is, no matter where it happens in the world. Um, well, it seems to be in the West because the news don't seem to care about what happens anywhere else. As long as it you know happens in the West, the news takes notice of it. But uh, you know, and it's the same old rhetoric. Like we, it is unacceptable that there should be no hiding place for these terrorists. Well, yeah, but but you know, but not to, once you apply that to the people. I mean, how many limitations? I mean, how many freedoms are you willing to give up before yeah. you so no longer live in a free society? That's yeah. that's the risk. You get people that say, you know, well, I've got nothing to hide. I haven't got a problem with this. Yeah, I don't mind mm-hmm. if they snoop on my stuff. But, I mean, I haven't got anything to hide from the government or from the police, but I've got quite a lot I want to hide from the crooks and the scammers. Yeah. So, and if, if there's a back door that governments can exploit, then these bad actors can exploit it too. Of course they can. And, 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 uh, and yeah, uh, uh, government agencies don't have a great track record of keeping um, these back doors and the information they gain from them safe anyway, do they, with all these recent WikiLeaks that we've seen from the CIA and from the NSA and various other bodies. Exactly. I just, I, I, I understand the sentiment. I understand the argument. I just don't buy it. I mean, we have, we're citizens have the right to some privacy. And, and, you know, it's like you say, it's not necessarily the government that I'm worried about. For example, it's kind of funny though, that, you know, just recently shown in America where, you know, the previous administration, everyone was quite open with them seeing whatever they do. And as soon as the administration changes to someone they don't like, mm. oh, my God, I need my privacy now. Well, too late. You've given it away. <laughs> you can't take this back. Once you, like, take this genie out of the bottle, that's it. Unless you stop using technology, there's always going to be a risk that someone who shouldn't have a key to your information is going to have a key. Yeah, And, you know, some... The, the horrible truth is that these these I want to swear that these idiots out there who who want to oppress us and 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 like make us change our freedoms this is exactly what they want people to do they want the people to be oppressed by their own governments mm-hmm. so they can turn around and say see they they're terrible people come with us we're wonderful you idiots but uh yeah I don't know I don't, I just don't like it I don't like it at all <laughs> I can understand it yeah, it'll calm down again soon, but there's always, like you say, a knee-jerk reaction. And you see these politicians on TV, and oh, I don't know, they're almost incoherent in the way they they lay out their demands for what Apple should do or what WhatsApp should do. Mm. And you think, I wonder if you're, um, you know, I wonder if you're just naive about this stuff or when you've been badly briefed and you don't really understand, which I'm sure a lot of them don't understand the technical issues underlying this. Um, or if, if it is every opportunity they find to to exploit their their desire to go into surveillance on their citizens that this is just another opportunity in the long list of opportunities and they just keep feeding the newspapers the uh the, the propaganda i mean the daily mail <laughs> newspaper daily mail's headline was all about um whose side are you on whatsapp and apple you know it's really oh. some real um heated stuff and nadine norris did you see that tweet oh. from nadine norris the mp and she said uh, um, to help, something like to help 
keep us safe. We need to rise up against companies like Apple and WhatsApp yeah. who provide comfort to terrorists or some, something like that, she said. And you think that's an outrageous thing to say. It's, it's amazing. And of course, remember, these are the people who put the Snoopers charter through, so we can now be spied on. But yeah. if you're an MP, you've got to get written permission from a judge. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I don't mind them snooping because that doesn't give them a back door. Because like I say, if you want to follow me around London, you do anyway. Every four steps I make is captured on a camera somewhere. So <laughs> anyway, but I understand, like I say, and after a recent event like that, it's understandable they say it. But they, as you say, they really have no clue what they're asking for. Um, no. And I don't think they ever will. Yeah, you, know, you, you get um, one man bands like that guy in London who's you may have talked to a few people about it, maybe, but he's, he's not part of some huge um, criminal gang or criminal plotting uh, or community like ISIS or whatever, uh, IS and that. But uh, the ones that are, the ones that are big and organised and, and multinational and so on, they can just go and you get any um, publicly available encryption software themselves. And protect themselves against any of these services anyway, no matter what backdoors they try to put in them. So it's sort of futile, really. It is. uh, But like I say, I understand sentiment. I just don't agree with it. It's it's just wrong. Um, I'm not sure if it's a slightly cheerier story or not. So we had a four-year-old boy who was able to call emergency services after his mother lost consciousness, thanks to the combination of Touch ID and Siri. Now, I'm not sure about this story. I mean, it's a... Anyway, what happened is the boy's mum fell unconscious. And he used the, her thumbprint and Siri oh, to uh, call 999, which is, just in case anyone's in America, that's our equivalent of 911. Um, and that's how she got through to, he got through to the emergency services so she could uh, be saved. And this is the call. I don't even want to hear the audio. It's, got, uh, it's kind of heart-wrenching, though, but I'll just play the audio. No, please, what is your emergency? Hello, I'm Roman. Okay, where's your mummy? She's at home. And where are you? At home as well. Can you do me a favour? Can you go and get mummy? She can't, she's dead. You said mummy was there. What do you mean she's dead? It means that she's closing her eyes and she's not breathing. Right, so do you know where you live? Both 20. Can you go to your mummy and shake her for me? She's not waking up. Give her a good shake. Shout out, mummy. Mummy, it didn't work. Are you in Kenley? Yes, Kenley. What is your name? Roman. Oh, man, my my heart just goes out to that. That is... oh. Um, so apparently authorities, 30 minutes after receiving the call, officers arrived and managed to force entry inside the house where they found the boy with his twin brother and younger brother all inside with their mum, who was lying unconscious on the floor. Paramedics were able to give life-saving first aid to the woman and she was taken to hospital after regaining consciousness at home. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's So just the, 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 the moral of the story, sorry, should be that, you know, parents should teach their kids how to how to do these things because that that kid sounds more level-headed than i would be in that situation yeah so calm and he's so bright Mm, yeah definitely polite yeah Yeah, oh dear uh well they carried on saying the boy was able to give the call handler the correct address it saved police vital minutes in being able to send officers to the address straight away superintendent aid 
Aikelman from Matt's Command and Control Unit, uh, where 999 calls the handle, said, Hearing the call brings home the importance of teaching young child their home address and how to call police or emergency services in an emergency situation. And it's true. Like, you know, in the old days, I was taught, obviously, go to a call box, style 999, but that's changed now. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's good. It's uh, yeah. terrifying, but it's... it's at least it had a happy ending, as far as we know. So that's good. Oh dear, dear, dear! And like I say, kudos to that kid because he kept yeah. his cool when I wouldn't. So. I bet he'll get some sort of award when he, he'll be on TV fairly soon, getting one of those Brave Kid oh. Award things. It'll be nice to see I hope him. So, yeah, I hope so. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, da, da, da. So Twitter itself has been is now rolling out some advanced um, censoring. <laughs> Not censoring. That's the rule. So Filtry. you can mute stuff Filtry. now. Yeah, in the, the official tw- Twitter app. Now, Tweetbot has had this for some time, um, but now you can do <clears throat> the same over there on Twitter as well. So I've gone in, I've gone back to using the official Twitter client now. So now I can block things like Brexit and Trump and 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 various other things <laughs> and various <laughs> other people as well. I no longer have to see. Uh, I've got, I've been quite enjoying using it now. So it's it's quite good. And he, he, I think this is a back end update as well. I'm not sure. Because I went in and saw when the last time Twitter updated, and it was some time ago. So this is probably in the background. So the way you do this is you go to Notifications, uh, go to Settings, which is in the upper left-hand corner, tap the Muted Words menu. Uh, to add a word to this lip list, tap the Add button. Type the word, phrase, username, or hashtag you want muted, and then you can customize mutants using the settings below for input fields. So you can, like, say, set it for a certain amount of time or just mute it forever. Um, and it's good and it makes the actual official app quite useful again so mm. I've gone back to using that as I say because uh, it does yeah. supply it does the way it displays the cards and things like this and, and inline video I think is you know because all the things that they can do which obviously Tweetbot can't do because they haven't got access to the same degree as what Twitter itself has got obviously yeah so that's all good uh, pay as well looks like Square is bringing their little reader to the UK at long last uh, so you small businesses and things like this can now use <clears throat> either pin, chip and pin cards or NFC cards such as Apple Pay on their little box. The the reader is going to cost 39 quid with businesses paying 1.75% commission yeah. on each in-person tra- uh, transaction. So that's that sounds like a good deal to me. It does, yeah. I mean, I'm, do they plug it, what do I, they plug it into this spent. thing? Do they plug it into their iPads or into their tills or, or what? Mm. Sure. Uh, d- 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 well, if it's using Apple, uh, through its iPhone and iPad connected card readers. Ah, okay, brilliant. Yeah, so, that's a nice little bit so. of get there for you. So you can, because you can take it along with you to anything, can't you? I mean, an established coffee shop can have it in their shop, obviously. But if you're doing, um, I don't know, a, a sale at the local community centre or something like that, a yeah. dealer can go there and stick their iPad on the desk with this reader, and off they go. Except Apple Pay, brilliant. So, so the only places I now no longer can use Apple Pay, it seems to me, is my local calf. <laughs> so, like next time I go in there, I say, "Oh, I'd be willing to give him the thirty-nine quid <laughs> just so I could use." Because <laughs> um, it is, it's all the small little shops. I mean, ever since my offie got, you know, got NFC, it was great. But there's still little pockets here and there, and 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 I I seriously consider not going into these places now because i will not be able to use my credit card on my phone mm-hmm. because i don't want you know i know some people are funny about carrying cash around but i just i just find it inconvenient i don't yeah. believe the banks are going to rob me tomorrow they could <laughs> you know they could suddenly take all my money because it doesn't actually exist anywhere it's just flipping digits after all and i wouldn't know um yeah but 
One it's thing I've noticed is you do lose track of how much you spend, don't you? Because uh, you, you don't even I, think about it. I mean, the monthly bank statement comes in, it's like four pages now. <laughs> it used to be a page. <laughs> I've, spent, I've spent a little bit of a pound here, four pound there, three pound here. It's amazing. Soon adds up. I, I thought you were just going to tell me there you just don't even notice spending it. I was thinking, well, I wish that was me. I'm screwed. <laughs> I notice every penny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, da, da, da. So let's get... Uh, I think we've got a few rumours here, so let's head on over to... So, that's so short. I'm going to have to extend that. Uh, so Apple apparently are getting into AR. Why is that a rumour? We've known this for ages. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Tim so Cook stop talking about it, doesn't he? Every interview he mentions it. Is that? It's one of the few things he won't shut up about. Yeah. Uh, so this is following an early report from Bloomberg and Apple's behind-the-scenes efforts developing augmented reality tech. Financial Times is out with a profile today highlighting efforts by Apple, Facebook, and Magic Leap to build AR smart glasses. See, I, I, I can understand building it into a phone. I'm not sure about smart glasses because the Google Glass failed because people didn't want to look like a Wally walking down the street. Yeah. And there's talk about their designing something so you can snap to glasses, like existing glasses and things like that. But say you don't wear glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it seems such a hurdle. It does. Whereas if it's, it's in your phone. There's still something yeah. slightly sneaky and sinister about somebody re- recording stuff in a pair of glasses as well. If someone holds up their iPhone while they're looking at a street or a person or whatever it is, then at least it's obvious what they're doing and it's more kind of a more honest transaction. But I think there's something a little bit suspicious about somebody wearing intelligent glasses. Uh, I don't, unless they look fun, like those Snapchat ones. Mm. You can tell they, they look like kids' sunglasses, so they look fun and trendy. And <laughs> I, I mean, I could wear them because they make me look like an idiot or even more of an idiot, I should say. But uh, I don't know. I, I just... I can't believe anything that comes out that you either snap your glasses or you have to wear glasses is going to be, you know, it's going to catch on with the vast section of society because I just, you know, I just don't think. I don't see how it will happen because mm. people, you can't, you can't have a unit. Like Apple would be famous because they'd probably bring out two versions, a small version for, for the ladies and a larger version for the blokes. And that would be it. <laughs> so we'd all be walking around with like Geordie LaForge mask on our face. And, and I just, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Really do not see it happening. Built into the phone. Yes, I understand yeah. that. You lift up the phone, point it at something. It says, oh, there's there's the Tower of London. Here's the history of Tower of London, blah, blah, blah. But really, I, I mean, the only way I can ever see it happening, and this is this is decades away, I should imagine, is a contact lens. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think this is gonna, this AR is going to be a flagship feature of the um the iPhone, the the next iPhone, isn't it? It's going to be one of the headline surprise feature, not surprise, but uh, sort of class leading features on the new phone, and it's going to rely on the phone for a year or, or more, I would imagine. Yeah. The report says a light filled eyewear, see, is said to be smaller than Microsoft's Hololens. Well, that's good because that's a helmet as far as I'm concerned, with a wider field of view, but larger than a regular pair of glasses. The headgear will be tethered to a small pack that provides battery and processing power to put in the pocket or attach to a belt, and is likely to cost an excess of a thousand dollars. Magic Leap declined to comment. Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, I mean they're all, they're all struggling for this new field, and we'll probably it won't be long till we see Apple must do AR or die, and uh, I don't know nonsense uh, another report is supposedly an analyst again suggests that third generation apple watches will include cellular connectivity my god we knew this 
this has been reported when the version two came out for god's sake i want to become an analyst i don't know how to go about it <laughs> i know how it looks like i should go about it but that can't be it surely I don't, I just, somebody, needs, somebody needs to actually do the uh, the due diligence and prove how many times these analysts are wrong because no one ever goes back and marks their scorecard do they no no <laughs> Occasionally, the story one, one gets, gets something accidentally right, but for the most part, they're, they're just they're wrong all the time. That's it. So, who who was this guy? Uh, da, da, da. Christopher Rowland via um, Christopher Rowland. I have no idea who he is, and it, it, a whole story about it. And in the final paragraph, Rowland does not have an established track record, <laughs> <laughs> but that won't stop us writing a dozen paragraphs about it as clickbait. Thank you, yeah. which Cole fell for yet again. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I think there is probably a fairly good chance that the third generation, if they can sort out the battery woes and demands that a, a cellular connection would have and can somehow make us all go and get another SIM plan, you know, cell plan or whatever, yeah. then they're probably onto a good thing, but I don't know. They've already got that Apple SIM technology, haven't they? So the SIM card is built mm-hmm. into our device, so that's ready to be exploited again. That's uh, it. I don't know. Now, this one, I, uh, the next rumor, I have some more. I give some more credence to uh, Siri to get iMessage integration uh, in iOS 11. So this is kind of similar to how Google Assist currently works, where if you're in a conversation, Siri will constantly be looking, uh, and if someone suggests we go out for a meal somewhere, it will suggest like places nearby, or if you want to discuss in movies, it will say this is playing at such and such a location nearby. So you know, I can understand them doing this with their their deep logic or whatever they're calling it hmm. so that that would be quite good it's just basically assisting your conversations or it's sticking his oar in but it's another way of looking at it yeah yeah do people like that sort of thing um, then i don't know i because that because i don't use any google devices i'm not quite sure how it's how it's going on over there i don't hear many stories about it praising it and things like this but that's could be just because i don't follow those new that mm-hmm. news um but I mean, it, Siri obviously does need an update. I mean, I, I it works very well. It's it's across a broad selection of languages and and dialects, even though some of them are not recognised. Um, but it does it does feel I can I can understand how some people feel it is falling behind because it doesn't seem to do that much intelligent yeah. stuff. Um, Actually, looking at the screenshot there, um, just to clarify, that it does seem that the guy has invoked Siri deliberately, hasn't just poked his oh, nose yes. in. Yeah, he's, he's asked Siri when a film is playing or when a, when a person is playing. Yeah, and then it's gone off and checked. So that'd be all right, wouldn't it? That's quite handy, I think. I was just imagining right. that I mean, it just puts just... in every now and then and <laughs> make someone listening over your shoulder. <laughs> well, sometimes it'd be nice to have someone to talk to at night when you're up all alone, <laughs> all alone and everyone else is asleep. It's just chat to Siri. You know, because you know, because you've got your Siri shame, so you don't want to say it out loud. So you can just type it in Siri. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be nice. Ah, uh, dear. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. All the stories and all the rumors and stuff. So let's move on to reviews. Well, this week I have a review. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. So <laughs> this review is from some a gentleman called British Mac. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> hmm. And he says, my go-to cooking show, five stars. Okay, so I now I'm assuming who it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, British Mac writes, I love cooking, and there is nothing nicer whilst cooking than a glass of wine, and sometime, and something nice on the wireless. <laughs> Definitely, I know who this is. <laughs> Carl and his guests are a collection of charming and easygoing Apple fans. So when the spag bowl or curry hits the pan, on goes the Mac and Forth show. 
Thank you very much for that, British Mac. Now, I'm assuming that's Will Green. He hasn't said anything to me outside this review, so I'm assuming it's Will Green. Now, of course, British Mac is back on the airwaves again, thankfully. We've missed it while it was away. And if you're anywhere near Ironbridge, this, no, next Friday. No, it's this Friday. Sorry, yes. I record this on the 29th. So uh, on Friday, he's having his British Mac meetup. So if you're anywhere near Ironbridge and you can get to the Tontine Hotel by 7 p.m., they're going to have a few beers in there and then wander down to the curry place uh, called Aftab, I think it's called. Uh, and they're going to have a curry there and then probably go back somewhere else and have more beers. So if you want to join Mr. Will Green and his, his little posse of British Maccas there, you can go, and, go along and, and join in the fun. Uh, I've been in the past. It's normally a good meetup. It's always fun. It's always entertaining. I normally don't remember much about the evening as it as it like draws to a close. I must say, because uh, uh, the beers flow pretty freely at the Don time. They're not free; they just flow freely. Yeah. <laughs> so went, if you're in the area, I went to one as well in the past. It wasn't the same one you were at, um, um, and it, yeah, it was a really, really enjoyable night. And, and Ironbridge is a lovely place, isn't it? Especially in the, in the light evenings, yeah. you see a view of the river and the view of the bridge. It's, it's a lovely part of the country. That's it. Now, he's normally helped these meetups in the dead of winter. And Ironbridge in winter is hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to climb everywhere and it's icy and snowy normally and, and bitterly cold. So I'm glad he's moved it to the spring. Um, it's a really nice place. And go along and, and meet Will. If you're near Ironbridge, it's a fantastic meetup. Um, another way. So if you want to send us a review, please head on over to iTunes, search out Mac and Forth, just submit a review over there and would love to read it out on the show. It's always, it's always great to hear from you. Uh, another way you can support the show is obviously from our Patreon page this week's show and the rest of the month, well, this is the last one of the month actually, has been funded by the wonderful Richard Harkness. He made a very generous donation via PayPal and it's greatly appreciated. Uh, also, I'd like to thank everybody else who has pledged through with funding for the show. It helps to keep the the back end of the show running so to speak so all the services i use like the like patreon sorry not patreon like libsing and squarespace it pays for all that and it's great and it helps means i don't and none of it comes out of my pocket which is nice um and i think that's pretty much it for this week anything else to add alan uh, no as i mentioned i did go along and see that new red iphone 7 the product red one in uh, in john lewis oh, yes. my favorite shop <laughs> and it, it's uh, it's even better in real life than it is in the photos it looks fantastic um i i don't even mind the um the silver home button it looks it looks classy actually i think having a red That's... ring around that button would be a little bit too stark and too contrasty on that phone it's a it's a lovely thing wouldn't be any good for me, of no, course, because I put a case on all my phones. So the nice, the beautiful red finish would be hidden with a cheap plastic spec case or something like that. So wasted on me. See, I, I'm. See, I've got a case on mine. It's just one of those slim ones that you just pop around it. But I am. If I got, if I had got the glossy one when the iPhone Seven Plus came out, I think I'd just be wearing it commando style because mm. because I want to show it off. And I am. I am pretty safe with my devices. I don't drop them. You know, like. This is this is poor girl at work. She's like she got her phone fixed, and within a week she dropped it again. Oh. And I went, "Come on, you've got to go and get one of these big buff, you know, big bumpery type ones because you're a menace." <laughs> she also broke the work phone as well, which is quite funny. Oh, dear. Uh, she broke the Windows one, and they gave her a Samsung. And I was thinking, "But hang on, how's that? Because that was Windows, and that's Android, and we're, our system's not meant to use Android." So oh. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, very strange. But yeah, I mean, I, I got myself a, a cheap case from Amazon. I put a link it actually, if I remember, into the show description, and it's the same color. 
obviously doesn't look as good and red to get no money from this unfortunately but uh it is a really nice glossy finish to it and it looks looks the same to me mm-hmm. um but then what do i know because i haven't seen one in the wild yet but uh it does look good uh, yeah it is a lovely phone and i just hope they keep it for the next refresh because i might be going red next time mm-hmm. they do or blue or green or whatever alternative color comes out because that's how shallow i am <laughs> So, Alan, where could we get in touch with you, sir? Well, uh, Twitter or Google Plus, name Storm Gorelli. Good stuff. You get hold, my name's Carl Mann. You get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. You get hold of the show at Mac and Forth. You can email the show if you so wish, Mac and Forth at gmail.com. We're also over on Facebook and on Google Plus. Um, and that's pretty much it this week. I do not, I, there is a chance, I'm not sure if I said this at the start of the show, but there is a chance that we will not be doing a show next week because I am off on holiday and. I really want a whole week off doing nothing. But if some big news breaks, then I probably will end up doing the show. But as it stands at the moment, there probably won't be a show next week. We'll see how things go. So basically, until then, all I have to say is stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.